Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Radical Early Retirement. I'm John. Holy crypto crash a moly. <laughs> it's gotten wild, I'll tell you that much. And I know it's probably not a good time to laugh because I'm sure some people who are invested in general, stock market, crypto market, eh, housing is looking strong right now. But to be honest, I think housing will follow at some point in 2022 or 2023. So yeah, tough times, but let's talk about Bitcoin and or the crypto market. But anyways, when Bitcoin crashed 85% and right now it's down about close to 50. So we're pretty darn close to that. And if you imagine this, this was the moment about three or four years ago, 2017, big crypto crash. And it was when Bitcoin had gone all the way up to $20,000. A coin everyone was like what the heck is happening this is way too crazy you know you saw this in the news too just all kinds of hype and then it just completely crashed down 85 percent all the way to about three thousand dollars a coin there and if you can imagine there were a lot of people who bought in bought the hype and then got to watch it go very negative for them so that is tough you know, if we apply that to today's standards, the interesting thing is, in my opinion, good assets, they may have volatility at times, but they create new floors. So if you imagine why I'm very bullish on Bitcoin, and I'll explain this in a little bit, is that, you know, if we imagine this same 85% drop from recent highs, we'd be looking at, so we went to about 67, 68,000 a coin recently. Okay, 85%. So we'd end up going as low as $13,000 a coin, right? And I know that sounds crazy. So almost 70K to 13, uh, 13K. Like that's interesting. You know what I mean? I think the, the way to think about this is a lot of people focus on like the bloodshed, you know, that the negativity or the, the fact that everything is red. You know, you look at your portfolio, immediately emotions come up right? That, that's just how money is. And money's fake. You know, that's the crazy part. So it's really interesting, but lots of emotions come to mind, right? So you need to imagine it from the other perspective. What if you flip this? And do you remember when Bitcoin was in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s? Or what about your favorite stock? Uh, well, guess what? If it drops, you know, if it dropped down to 20,000, 13,000, like, wouldn't you have wanted to have an opportunity to buy it at that price? You know what I mean? And I know there's like a don't catch a falling knife thing, but when it's moving higher, everyone's like, man, if I only would have bought it at $5,000 or $6,000, like it's a really funny perspective, but that's something you need to consider and think about. I don't ever give financial advice, but I think the psychology behind this is always very important to understand. So make sure you always keep your risk in check. Personal finance is personal. It's different for everyone. What may work for me, my wife, my family, my friends may com completely be different for you and your situation, your age. So always factor that in and don't ever put in money you're not willing to lose, right? Like if it goes to zero and you needed that money, like that was rent money, that's bad, right? But if it's money, you're okay risking because maybe it could go multifold, but if it goes to zero, you're fine. You can still eat you still got a roof, then guess what? You're fine. Money's fake, right? <laughs> so think about it in that perspective. And then let's talk about the psychology component because again, I'm very, the, the lower 
that the crypto market keeps crashing, the more bans that are happening from different countries, actually the more bullish I am. All right. So I know that sounds counterintuitive, but let me put it in perspective in a couple ways. So number one, let's just talk about regulation first and foremost. So the U.S. <clears throat> traditionally, there's been wars in the past between communism, socialism, and the free world, right? So let's just say the U.S. is and Great Britain and North America, whatever, leaders of the free world. And the other countries are the opposite end of the spectrum, the countries we've been to war with. Well, guess what? This is happening nowadays just in a more digital nature. And so China and Russia recently have now shown their hands. They have banned cryptocurrency. Now, the natural thought you probably have is, oh, well, that means that like crypto is bad. No, <laughs> it's the opposite. The reason that these countries are banning crypto is because it is a threat to their socialist government right? They won't have control of their money supply. They won't, they, people will have more freedoms than they want to allow. And so that actually makes it so that the U.S.'s hand is forced. We now have to say, hey, we should allow crypto. We should do this. This is the right thing because of the regulations. We know that other countries, they want to control everything. Of course, I think the U.S. does have a lot of things they want to control. But, you know, when you mess with a bunch of good old American cowboys wallets and money, you know, it's a problem. And so in my opinion, that is one reason I don't think we'll see massive banning of crypto. I think there'll be regulations, no doubt, like there should be, but I don't think there will be uh, a banning. Like you can't shut off Bitcoin, <laughs> right? Uh, if we had an EMP and it like took out every electronic instrument in the world, you couldn't transact in Bitcoin, but you can't remove, destroy, or add any Bitcoin. It'll still be there, the network, the blocks. Basically, when we get the hardware again, <clears throat> we spin back up, everything will be there just as it was in the past. So it's really interesting concept, something to understand, but that's the first thing, talking about regulation. Number two, we need to think about this in terms of psychology and investments and assets. Okay, so... <clears throat> Sorry, again, let's think about it this way. 2010 or no, 2008, 2009, 2010, we had a massive crash in the real estate and stock market, but that was the time to invest in real estate. And that was when everyone was very negative. Like, no, stay away from houses. They're volatile. <laughs> you know, this is the worst thing to invest in. You're crazy if you want to get a house. No, no, no. Opposite. That was when you could get like four or five houses for the price of one today, right? That's five income streams for what people are now trying to spend so much money on today. So think about that. Like that was when everyone was at their most negative point. That's when you should be the contrarian and at least consider the idea of like, hey, is this something that could be a good long-term investment? Is this something that I can manage? Like, can I pay this? Or is this something I can house hack? You know, can I get roommates? Can I get, like, how do you keep your costs low, but consider this a long-term investment? That's the way you need to look at certain other things that might be crashing today, such as the stock market. If we're seeing, you know, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, like these companies are dropping in price, but 
you think that iPhones will continue on their yearly updates and upgrades, and you think Apple will continue to be a good company, then why aren't you getting it at a discount, right? <laughs> like, just start considering these ideas. Um, in crypto right now, this is why I am super bullish. The more it keeps dropping, I'm seeing these people starting to worry about their, their mining hardware. <clears throat> they keep saying it's not profitable. It's not very good. And this relates back exactly to the 2017 crash where crypto dropped basically 80 to 85%. Same exact posts were happening from people. They were all concerned. They were losing money. They shut off their miners. They overpaid when Bitcoin was getting up to the $18,000, $20,000 mark. And they ended up selling it when it was dropping below 10000 You know what I mean? So this is when the, the blood in the streets are when you find the best investments, right? That's when you get your wealth. So that that's when you can position yourself for very cheap wealth, I guess. And as it grows, as it gets up there, you're looking great. Don't look for a quick buck. Look for the opportunity and the long-term opportunity. Okay, so that's where I'm at now. I've been at a beautiful blessed point where when the crypto market crashed, um, I was finding hardware just dirt cheap, like 75%. 80% off the regular MSRP prices. And it was great. I was able to just dip my toes in slowly, start mining Ethereum, getting kind of my, my feet wet in this space. And, you know, fast forward to today, I've <laughs> been able to sell those cards for like almost 10 times their the original value I paid for them. <clears throat> and not only that, I mined and broke even on those like years ago, <laughs> right? So they've been able to mine for years uh, basically for free, I'm just paying the electric and I have cheap electric. So, um, not too bad. And that's where I'm at now. I'm at a point where I'm sort of cycling those out. Those are four or five year old GPUs uh, selling those. And I'm waiting for these guys to start selling their cards now. And, uh, I'm, I'm not buying just MSRP cards. If I can find them, I'll buy one or two, but right now I'm just waiting and waiting and I'll be patient. And if the market continues to crash, I will be taking advantage of that. So I hope that was a helpful setup. Let me get a sip of water, a sip of coffee, and I'll talk about this earnings trade I just took in Tesla. All right, that's better. Whew. So this was an interesting one. Tesla had their earnings call yesterday at market close. I decided to actually do a earnings trade and the way these work, they're very, there's a lot of moving parts. So again, I only recommend this if someone is very experienced, they kind of have a lot of experience in the markets with options trading. And also, you know, the biggest thing I'd say that is very, very, very important is just a low allocation. Because if this goes south, at least you live to trade another day. But if you're investing a lot of money into a trade that is very risky, and it goes against you, you're in trouble, you're done, you could lose 50, 60, 70% of your portfolio overnight. So again, keep it small, trade small, trade often is usually what you might hear out there in the markets. And so with this trade, basically, I traded it with two days remaining. So this is the January 28th contracts. And I ended up selling the 840 and buying the 830 puts. And then I sold the 1,025 and buying the 1,035 calls. And this is basically an iron condor. So 
what it means it's a neutral trade and you're you're telling the market that you're trying to pin the stock within what you call your short strike so within the 8 uh 840 level and the 1025 level as long as the stock is trading within that range i look to profit and this is a really quick hit uh, trade that you want to set up right before market close, like literally with five to 10 minutes before close. I did that and I ended up collecting about $600 in, uh, in a, a net credit, but I don't actually take profit until I close the trade. And so what happens is it gets a little hairy because you want to say, Hey, since I have a neutral outlook, my thought process here is there's a lot of anticipation built up during earnings. Some people think it's going to go way higher. Some think it'll go way lower. You start to have a lot of trading volume in the stock before earnings. And then once earnings happens, it almost is like a blow off. Like it crushes all of that volatility because now the event is known. And so that's exactly what happened. I listened to the earnings call. I am very long-term bullish, Tesla, just a heads up. But with the way the market's been, with the fact that Elon was going to be on the call and he usually like confuses everyone, which is exactly what he did this time. It was very confusing for some people that were listening and not what they wanted to hear. So the market had actually dropped in Tesla. And that's where I gave it some space because when the stock was trading and I made the trade, is it about $910, $920 was the range uh, that day? So give it some space, let everything happen. And in the next morning of trading, everything blew off and basically closed that out at half the value, pocketed $300 on the trade in way less than a day. It's basically like 10 minutes before close and the 10 minutes of the opening. <laughs> so not too bad. I wish that was something that could be replicated nonstop over and over and over again. But I'll tell you what, usually earnings are only good for like engagement trades where you're just trying to stay engaged in the market. You know, like if you're watching it, it's kind of boring sometimes, but that's the best part. That's what I like about uh, this style of options trading is usually you leave it boring, set it and forget it, go do other stuff. And then when you come back, it's reasonably passive in that sense. But this was something that I felt like I had a good handle on. So I thought I'd just bet, you know, a small token in there, see how it comes out, see if I get some money back. And it did work out, but this was about a 50-50 shot. It could have worked out either way. So with that being said, I hope you're doing well. Be good to each other. Take care of each other. And take care of yourself in these markets. Like go work out, go for a bike ride, go hug your family. Those are things that actually have value. Money's fake, like I've said. <laughs> I'll see you again. Take it easy. Peace.